630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Now through the neutral zone comes Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back. Wrist shot, score. What a beautiful move. Deep backhand, went back to the forehand. And welcome back, Connor. His sixth goal of the season is a work of art. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. Ladies and gentlemen, Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chet. Well, before we get to the scoreboard, a scary moment to tell you about in tonight's game between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Washington Capitals. Scott Lawton of Philly coming down the left side, taking a shove from Caps defenseman John Carlson and going hard into the boards, hitting his head against the boards. He was down on the ice. He was taken off on a stretcher. Now, he was uh, talking and moving his arms as uh, he did leave the ice, and I see the latest here is that he has been taken to hospital for precautionary reasons, so hopefully Scott Lawton of the Flyers will be okay. The Flyers trying to stay alive in this series against the Capitals. Shane Gostisbehere has a goal. That's the only one of the first period. Phillies up 1-0 on the Caps after one. Panthers and Islanders are about to get started in Brooklyn. The Isles are up two games to one. Later on tonight, the Stars and the Wild clash. Dallas up two games to one there. Los Angeles is in San Jose. The Sharks have a 2-1 edge in the series. The road team has won every game. The Toronto Blue Jays in Baltimore tonight. Bottom of the third, the Orioles have a 3-1 lead over the Blue Jays. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on 630 Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Man, we got a lot to get to tonight. Kelly Rudy will join us in a few minutes. We'll catch up with Derek Laxtall, the head coach of the Texas Stars, getting ready for the AHL playoffs. Of course, Laxtall, the former coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Kings. He has already reeled off two 40-win seasons uh, with the Texas Stars. He will be opposed in the first round by Dallas Aikens, who coaches the San Diego Gulls. Uh, this is going to be great between 7 and 8 tonight. Two offensive linemen from your Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos in studio. Tony Washington and DeAnthony Batiste. I'll be as safe as Mike Riley. While they're here. That'll be fun. Pete Weber, play-by-play voice for the Nashville Predators. He's always fun to have on the show. He'll join us later on. And Regan Bartell, play-by-play voice for the Kelowna Rockets. What a game in the dub last night. Kelowna, Game 7 against Victoria. Victoria's up 2-1 late. And I mean really late. And then Kelowna ties it with .2 seconds. Yes, two-tenths of a second left in the third period, and then they win it in overtime to advance. So we'll talk about that and some WHL as we move along tonight. Other NHL news today, you've probably heard it. Andrew Shaw of the Chicago Blackhawks has been suspended one game for making a homophobic comment last night while in the penalty box in that game against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Shaw also fined $5,000 for uh, making a, a, a scene gesture towards the officials and uh, Shaw had this apology today for that homophobic comment. I want to apologize to the gay and lesbian community. Well, that's, that's not the type of guy I am. Uh, this, this is hard for me. Um, I saw the video last night and I had a tough time sleeping and you know what's gotten to me is I let my uh, emotions get the better of me. I get it. 
It's a hurtful word. In 2016 now, it's time that everyone's been you know, treated equally, and you know, it's a it's a hurtful word. I know that, and I'm sorry, and I want to apologize. You know, hard to see. Emotions got the best of me. Um, you know, I didn't get any sleep last night. It was, it was tough on me. You know, I. Upset with myself, obviously. I'll never use that word again, that's for sure. All right, so that is Andrew Shaw of the Blackhawks. So he won't play tomorrow in Game 5 against the St. Louis Blues. And uh, this is one of those situations, I think, sometimes things happen in, uh, you know, sports. There are, are trends that maybe reflect what is going on in society and you hope maybe uh, help uh, provide lessons for those of us in day-to-day life and there are words that maybe we used 20 30 40 years ago that we don't use anymore and I, I think the heat of the battle argument perhaps no longer applies to uh, professional athletes and clearly the NHL is sending that message and I also am just seeing here on the uh, old internet, Kurt Schilling, who was a pretty good pitcher in his day, has been fired by ESPN for anti-transgender comments on social media. So uh, along the same lines there, Kurt Schilling getting the boot by ESPN today. Kelly Rudy will weigh in with his thoughts on the Shaw comment, how common stuff like that is or perhaps used to be in the NHL. That's when we get back inside sports on 630 Chet. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. And two of the men charged with protecting Mike Riley on a weekly basis will be in studio between 7 and 8 tonight. Eskimos offensive lineman DeAnthony Batiste and Tony Washington set to join you. That is going to be a lot of fun. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet at 616. You can text us at 630-630. The open line number 780-496-0063. I've already received a couple of lengthy and passionate texts reacting to the Andrew Shaw suspension. I will read those at uh, 630 to get the uh, word out there from some of you. But right now to talk about that and other playoff storylines, I'm pleased to welcome back to the show our weekly guest from the NHL on Rogers, former goaltender Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Reading yourself? I am uh, doing very well. Great to have you on the show. So I think when we talked last week, it was uh, 63 days away from home. So you're down to, what, about 57 now? Yeah, ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm focusing on the uh, the immediate goals. How about let's go get through tonight's uh, broadcast. And so I'm, I'm like a player. You know, they talk, well, let's get through the first five minutes. That's, that's how I'm looking at it now. One one day at a time. I love it that you still reverted to the old athlete cliche. That's, that's There beautiful. you go. Uh, <laughs> One of them is, uh, well, what would the exact cliche be? But, uh, you know, forget about it. One play at a time. Move on to the next play. But we saw a play on Saturday that I think has to be tough for an athlete to get over. And that's that goal Mason let in from uh, mm-hmm. center ice. And, and as a goaltender, you're, you know, uniquely qualified to talk about the, the effect that can have on a guy. For, first of all, the, the play, it's, I mean, I still wonder how that even got in. And I've seen the replay several times. To me, that's a concentration issue. Um, certainly, that's not nothing about technique or bad luck or uh, anything like that. Because it, it, had it been, you know, one of those shots that sh- it's uh, shot from the other end or maybe tipped or what have you and bounced a few times, 
we've all seen a million of those go in. We'll see another million go in. And for any of us that ever played in the National Hockey League or even played goal for that matter, we've let shots like that in. Those are completely different. Whereas this, this was just a, a, a chip in or a tip at center. And maybe it did bounce like two inches or something. I think the video did sh- sh- sort of show that. But having said that, the goalie stick, the width of the goalie stick is three and a half inches. So that shouldn't have been a factor, nor was it. I think it was just a lack of concentration by Mason. Uh, I think he's been prone to things like that. Maybe not that particular play, of course, but other things where it's just a lack of concentration. Um, and I, I have a few other examples. I don't need to go through them with you, but that's what I've sort of identified this with uh, Mason and it's something that he's going to have to work on because there's no way in the world that puck should go in. Uh, and I said it on the air. I think that might be the worst goal ever scored in national hockey league. Now you could maybe come up with a few, but if, if I'm going to that length, you know how bad that is. Well, yeah, it was a bad one. So, I mean, did you think he's, I mean, certainly it's not out of his mind. Can it, can it be out of his mind? I mean, he's, they all say the right things after the game. But can you, can you actually erase that after it happens? Surprisingly, yes. Uh, it had it gotten into his head. You know where I think I, we would have seen it read it? And that would have been during the rest of the game. But I didn't see any signs of nervousness after that. I saw the same compete level from him. I didn't see anything that he has rattled. And I think he let in one more goal after that. And to me, that didn't seem as though that had any bearing on uh, the goal that uh, he let in earlier in the game. So I think he did a really nice job of rebounding. And I think the reason is simple. He recognized that that was just a plain old silly mistake that he made. That's not a technical thing. It's not something that somebody beat him and, and he's overwhelmed. He can't handle the speed of the game or can't read a play. He just made a terrible mistake and it cost him. So he, I think in that sense, he did a really nice job of moving past it. Inside Sports on 630, Chad Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers joining us tonight as he does every week. We're taking you through the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, a story has come up today, and, and these types of stories seem to pop up every so often. Andrew Shaw from the Chicago Blackhawks has been uh, suspended and fined for homophobic slurs caught on camera uh, during the game last night against the St. Louis Blues. I guess maybe the key there, and I'll ask you, Kelly, is is, is caught on camera because I, I would think that whether it's right or not, these types of things are, are being said and have been being said between angry players for quite a long time. Uh, along those lines, though, I think the good thing moving forward is that uh, we hear last night, certainly he was caught, and uh, I'm very happy today that he apologized for it. I think the right thing was done um, on his part, uh, it sounds like, and I have not seen the apology yet, but I read about and he is very uh, remorseful, and, and that's a good thing because what he said was completely inappropriate. No, it has no place in society. And the good thing is, Reed, you know, going back maybe 30 years ago, that would have been a lot more common. Now it's, it's, it's a rare instance where we hear that sort of terminology. And so for that reason, I'm hopeful that things like this will remind people that, you know, this is completely inappropriate, has no place in our society, whether you're on a, a sheet of ice or on a, some sort of other playing field or on the street walking uh, downtown Toronto or what have you. So 
The good thing is our game has changed dramatically. You look at uh, he's been given a fine. He's, uh, he's suspended. All the right things happened after this incident in which I think uh, it's a really good thing. All of us last night that were watching it felt that he had completely crossed the line. I know just all of us watching behind the scenes here at uh, Hockey Night and Sportsnet, we were uh, shocked by his behavior. But I guess we've all done things that we shouldn't have, and, and he, he did the right thing today. But, I, you know, I read where he said he couldn't sleep last night, and just his behaviors, I guess he was choking up when he was uh, apologizing today. That tells me that there really is a, a remorseful guy there and that he recognizes that um, he, he, that's, I, I was going to say that's not who he is, but, but it is because he did it. But he's not going to do that again. Whether it's something like that, that that's that's inappropriate, and, and, and we know that what he said uh, is, and we're trying to you know stop using words like that. I think the average fan, if he if he or she spent a game on the NHL bench, would be uh, might be a little surprised at the uh, color and uh, yeah. <laughs> and amount yeah. of language that gets used. Uh, yeah, you would. You have to uh, be pretty thick-skinned because they will certainly attack your character. And all of us have uh, character flaws or things that uh, uh, weaknesses that uh, other people can attack, and they will. And so you look at the best trash talkers, though, in the game, and they, they get right up against the line, but they don't cross it. And that's the difference. You know, you look at uh, a guy like Shaw last night, cross it. A guy like Sean Avery, cross it many times. So he was punished. He's no longer in the game, and that's a good thing because you can have uh, you can have trash talk, you can chirp guys, but there still are things that guys do, or, or, or things. There's a code that guys certainly won't cross. There's no, there's no trash talking about uh, another person's uh, children. But things, simple little silly things that you would think that, okay, there. You know, if, if if it's open season and everything, that's wrong. But there, there is kind of like a go or a code or a guideline that the guys are pretty good at following. And once in a while, like last night, it crosses the line and we hear about it. But uh, for the most part, you know, the fact of the matter is often, read it's really funny. <laughs> and you have to have the ability to laugh at yourself because guys are pretty clever. And they some, say some pretty uh, funny things. And, uh, and that's kind of like the joke of, it, of the whole thing. Right. Uh, now, were you, a, were you a funny trash talker or were you mean, Kelly Rudy? Be honest. <laughs> uh, be honest, I, I most likely um, I, I was more on the mean side. <laughs> when I'm that kind of guy, and when I get really mad, and then uh, I say something, I usually go right for the throat. So um, I've said a couple of things over the years that, uh, or maybe more than a couple of things that uh, most people would be aghast to hear. But the good thing is, I never crossed the line. I said things that. Uh, uh, you you wouldn't uh, want to say in an office building, but on the ice they were uh, completely fair. All right, and uh, before I let you go, give me uh, give me give me your biggest surprise of the opening round so far. I mean, we saw a couple of favorites fall behind two nothing. Uh, we've seen Washington assert themselves. What's been standing out for you, Kelly? <laughs> well, I'm going to go in a different way. I-, I was surprised that Minnesota won a game versus Dallas. Really. Um, yeah, because I covered Minnesota twice in the last uh, 10 days, I think, of the regular season, and they weren't very good at all. And uh, I'd covered Dallas a number of times this year. I thought I really liked their team. Goaltending is my only question with Dallas, but I think they're going to survive uh, 
because of uh, uh, their their depth in their team. But Minnesota, I'm just I would be surprised if they win another game. Now I'm I, I, I'm in that NHL bracket challenge. I did say that it's going to be Dallas and five. So maybe I I'm out of line there. That I'm now I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> so you know what this tells all of us, Reed. I'm already a week into it, and I'm goofy, and I'm my train of thought is all lost. So, <laughs> so think about me, my friend, when I'm on TV tonight, and my thoughts are all muddled. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you saved the good stuff for us, Kelly. Have fun tonight. <laughs> okay, Reed. Talk to you later. Thanks, pal. Right on. That is Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers weighing in tonight. Uh, several of you are weighing in as well through text and email about the Andrew Shaw comments. Uh, quite frankly, some. Uh, spirited and surprising comments from the listeners of Inside Sports that I'll get to after the 6.30 chat, uh, news at 6.30. Reminder, you can text 6.30-6.30. The phone number is 780-496-0063. The Flyers are now up 2-0, by the way, on the Caps. McDonald gets the second goal of the game. That's Andrew McDonald. Shane Gostisbehere scored in the first period. So uh, 2-0 Philly about seven minutes into period two. Halfway through the first in Brooklyn, there is no score between the Panthers and the Islanders. Of course, we will keep you updated. Derek Lack Stall still ahead. Two members of your Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos will be in studio. Tony Washington and DeAnthony Batiste are going to join me after 7 o'clock. Fun show. A lot to get to. Stick around. This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Still 2-0, Philly leading Washington. Nine and a half minutes left in the second period there. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in tonight. The phone number is 780-496-0063. The uh, text line is 630-630. And, uh, man, I have uh, received some interesting texts about the uh, Andrew Shaw comments, which I, I didn't think... I, I would be spending a lot of time on tonight, but uh, okay, some of you have taken the time to write in, and uh, some of you have taken the time to write in some things that I find uh, quite interesting, so I'll, I'll read them, and uh, as always, you're welcome to react on the phone line or the uh, text line. Michael says, uh, yeah, not that I believe in what he said or did, but freedom of speech. People have a right to believe in different things. That's their right to believe that if that's how they want to state it, that's okay. Who are we to pick which things are good to say and which things are no good to say? That's from Michael. Well, first of all, freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say anything about anyone to anyone whenever you want. There are still consequences of for your actions. And one of the things is, is that you can't say hateful things. Uh, I mean, freedom of speech means you can criticize the government without fear of being arrested or taken away in the middle of the night and never coming back. But freedom of speech doesn't mean you could walk up to somebody in their workplace, in your workplace, and say something to them that they find offensive. You can be punished for that. In the, the workplace of the National Hockey League, has deemed in this case, as they have in other cases, that the word Andrew Shaw used is one they don't want used. So they suspended him. All right? Andrew Shaw did not have his freedom of speech violated. Okay? Let's let's clarify that, first of all. If, if, you, if you... I mean, I, I welcome all opinions on this show. But, and, but you're not... You're entitled to your own opinion. You are not entitled to your own facts. Okay? 
And it is a fact that freedom of speech has, is, it does not figure into what happened with Andrew Shaw. Okay, so let's, let's clarify that first of all. The Big L says, uh, Hey, Reed, I listened to Stoffer's show earlier, and I must say some of the reactions to the Shaw incident last night are way out of proportion. As usual, media overemphasizes that Shaw expressed a homophobic slur. Why would it matter if it was homophobic or racist or a personal threat? He uttered something obviously loaded with socially damaging connotations, and he did so while engaged in the ridiculously commercial and competitive arena of pro-playoff sports. These guys use every fiber of their being to compete for a championship, and the accolades and money associated with this, uh, and the accolades and money associated with being such champions. Our society demands this of pro athletes. So when some negative human attitude pops out under such enormous pressure, we shouldn't throw the PC book at individuals such as Shaw. Having attitudes of hatred or aggression are human realities we have all been involved with. And though not all would admit it, most of us have been on both sides of this reality. It's not something monopolized by a certain number of bad individuals. That is uh, from the Big L. And Neil has emailed inside sports at 630ched.com. And Sean, I see you on the phone line. I'm getting to you right away. Uh, Neil says, there are lots of words we can't use anymore, but it shows the lack of wisdom by authorities. People need an avenue to let frustrations out. And if there isn't one, then worse things happen. 20 or more years ago, there wasn't any mass public shootings like in schools and other places. No people flying planes into buildings, etc. I think we should start developing a thicker skin because mankind cannot live in peace. It's a pipe dream. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. People are people. They may not say things anymore, but they'll definitely be thinking it, which is the same. That's uh, from Neil, who has uh, drawn a connection between 9-11 and uh, racist and homophobic comments. I, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, you're, you're turning something that a guy said in an NHL game that he has been punished for, one game suspension, he hasn't been kicked out of the league, that I think most players in the NHL realize they're not supposed to say, even in the heat of the moment, and he, and he was punished for it. There are certain words, as society has matured, that we are trying to phase out, or we understand that aren't appropriate to use, or, or use casually, or use when you're angry. I, I, I think some of the racial ones are, are pretty obvious. They have connotations from the past that, you know, are from uh, situations that we've tried to move on from. Not put behind us, but, but realize that, you know, we're past that. And I think the word used last night is another one, where we're saying, you know what, fine, there's going to be trash talk in a hockey game, you want to insult a guy, there are other ways to do it. We have Sean on the phone line, 780-496-0063. Hello, Sean. Hello, Reed. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Great. Uh, I just want to talk about the freedom of speech thing, and, and some people are just, like, way off base as far as I'm concerned. And, and I often think, of Oliver Wendell Holmes, who uh, former Supreme Court Justice in the United States, has said, you know, you have freedom of speech, but you can't yell fire in a movie theater right. or a theater. The, the whole point is is that freedom of speech has its limitations. I mean, you, you can express your opinions, you can uh, 
say how you think, how you feel about certain things or certain people even, but you have to do it in a civil manner. And that's what the problem is here, I think. Well, I mean, I mean, look, Sean, to me it's simple. The NHL has said repeatedly, in my mind, we don't want you guys using that word. We don't want you yeah. using racial words and, uh, you know, we, we just, just don't use them. Okay, we, even yeah. if you're mad, we don't want you to use them. That's the rule of the workplace. And Sean, you know what? It, it, and we're all, I mean, we take a we take a respect in the workplace thing here at, at, at Chet and at Course Entertainment. And one of the things that we're told, you know what, something that might be funny to a guy you've worked with for 20 years might not be funny to the new person. That doesn't mean you're allowed to, you know, does, so you doesn't mean you're allowed to say it to the new person just because your old buddy at work thinks it's funny, right? Well, so, I agree totally. So I mean, I, I mean, Shaw's been suspended. I'm, I'm surprised pe- that this many people are defending him. I'm not defending him, not at all. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying you are at all. But I'm getting some. I'm getting you know a lot of arguments that uh, hey, that uh, it, it was fine. People got to be angry, or else they fly planes in the buildings. I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. But no, I teach high school English and social studies, and I battle constantly with that word and words like that and I hate them I don't want them spoken I don't want them thought about I don't want them certainly they're not to be said in my presence and the whole idea is that you have to respect other people I mean like the n-word right I mean like thank god that is phasing out John, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, buddy. 780-496-0063. You can also text us to 630-630. It is 642. Tony Washington and DeAnthony Batiste from the Edmonton Eskimos coming up on Inside Sports. We have Derek on the line as well. Derek, what's on your mind, man? Hey, uh, just telling about that Shaw stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it all kind of boils down and goes back to, like, you know, the disparity of these year suspensions and the thick skin that people seem to not have anymore. Like Nurse got three games for pummeling a guy. Now Shaw gets a game for saying some words he shouldn't have said. Like, don't get me wrong, he shouldn't have said them, but yeah, the disparity there is terrible. Like, the only cure I could see, like, they should have done it years ago, just drop that instigator rule again and let the guys dish it out on the ice and, uh, you wouldn't have any of this year kind of stuff going on, and yeah, it would kind of take care of itself, and then you wouldn't make the press. So you're saying even well, the thing is, I guess with the Shaw thing, Derek, maybe I'm maybe I'm splitting hairs here. I mean, he was in the penalty box and was yelling at at, at the official. I mean, he realized he also gave the referees the finger, right? And got yeah, exactly. But if you, <laughs> you get rid of that instigator, then you know wouldn't uh, stop another guy from the other team to dusting them up a little bit and make them smart up. Like, if you're going to talk the talk, well, then you're going to have to walk the walk. So you're saying if, if this was something that was said on the ice in a scrum, if somebody could just separate Shaw from the herd and say, look, man, that was stupid, and nail him a couple times, maybe the, he learns his lesson that way as much as, as much as being suspended. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, and, like, it's not to condone violence, but, you know, these are suspensions and everything, like, it's going to turn into, well, you know, you kind of go back to Don Cherry, you're going to turn into European hockey. You're going to have no fighting in the league. You're going to not want these big hits and everything else and guys running around. You're just going to have more hooking and slashing and 
kind of chicken stuff going on behind everybody's backs, and there's nothing to be able, anybody will be able to do about it. So you just have to take your licks and turn the other way, smile and say the right thing to the camera, and away you go. Derek, I appreciate you listening, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thank you. That is Derek at 780-496-0063. It is 644. If you're on hold, please stay there. We're going to take a quick timeout, though. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Here's from your Edmonton Eskimos. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 648. Remember, coming up after 7, two members of the Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos, DeAnthony Batiste and Tony Washington, will be in studio. Panthers and Islanders now through the first period. No score. Flyers still up 2-0 on the Caps. Michael Neuverth, by the way, in goal tonight, not Mason for the Flyers. That's late in the second period. Blue Jays down 3-2 to the Orioles. That's in the top of the sixth. All right, Sharon is on the line. Sharon, thanks for calling. Yeah. Excuse me. Speaking of baseball, um, do you know any reason why baseball fields can be any, you know, any dimensions they want to be? Yeah, well, baseball, uh, the, o- the only dimensions that they have set out as... Uh, <laughs> is, is in the infield. Is, is, is the infield, the length of the walls and the length down the foul line. I think there's a minimum distance it, it has to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have to look that up, Sharon. You kind of caught me off surpri- by surprise with that question. Well, it's bu- been bugging me for, you know, for a while because, you know, I, I follow-, follow the Blue Jays and they go to various stadiums and so on. And, you know, it just doesn't seem to be any consistencies with distance between foul lines and bleachers and, you know, all those sorts of things. And why does Boston have, you know, the great, Big green monster, etc. You know. It's, it's yeah, well, that's 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 part of the the quirks of baseball that they like having each park uh, unique. Sharon, thanks a lot for calling. I appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Michael on the line as well. Hello, Michael. Hey, how's it going, Reed? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, so with some of the guys talking about, you know, oh, you, you got to have a thicker skin. You got to. It's too politically correct. I, I think you're looking more at adult hockey fans, and I think. Whether you're talking about guys like you and me who might have played minor hockey or played beer league or something, or whether you're talking about uh, uh, Crosby or Gretzky or McDavid, everybody that loves hockey or played hockey, they got the love of it from watching their heroes as a little kid. And I think, yeah, okay, adults, that's one thing, whatever. We can make sense of whether this guy meant it, what the word means, whether it was passion, whatever. But what about the kid out there watching the game last night uh, who... Andrew Shaw is his absolute hero. It's his biggest hockey idol. And not even just the slur, the slur for sure, but also the I, I, I thought I saw him throwing a bit of a temper tantrum surrounding all of that. Yes, he did. Game. Yeah. He took a bad penalty that you could argue the penalty may have possibly cost their team the game. And I just think kids watching it, you got to remember that they're, the, the next great, the next Crosby or Gretzky is a kid watching these guys play right now and soaking it all in and learning to love the game by watching it. So that's that's the angle I kind of come at it from. Yeah, well, and and, and like I said, um, I mean, like like I said, they're, they're, the 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 rule is the rule, right? And the NHL has said don't use that word, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that that's that's ultimately his employer. So yeah, and right. you know there are reasons that. We're trying to teach people not to use that word, so he broke the rule. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Reed. Okay, Michael, thanks a lot for calling. 780 496 
All right, uh, before we uh, bring in these Eskimos guys, I want to touch on some stuff. It's it's interesting seeing the stuff that was in the Edmonton Journal today, just to go back to some other hockey stuff. Uh, the Edmonton Journal published their You Be the Boss survey results, which, uh, you know, it's interesting when, when the newspaper does something interactive like that, because cause I do it every night, so I'm always hearing your opinion and after every Oilers game, all that kind of stuff. So some of their questions was, can Nail Yakupov be salvaged as a top six forward on the Oilers? 72% no, 28% yes. Who should be the Oilers' next captain? Connor McDavid, 65% of the respondents said yes. Do the Oilers need to trade one of their core forwards to acquire other players they need? If so, who? The number one answer was yes, trade more than one of them in a package at 36%. Should Connor McDavid win the Calder Trophy as NHL Rookie of the Year? 72% yes, he won't. Panarin's going to win it, I think. Dan Barnes wrote a piece about it, and he said there were uh, 35 respondents out of 6,210 who were in favor of the Oilers trading Connor McDavid. Dan Barnes's first sentence to the 35 respondents who cast you be the boss votes in favor of letting Oilers center Connor McDavid go. I say bravo. It had to be a mistake filling out the form, didn't it? It had to be a mistake filling out the form. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't. Well, 35 out of 6210. I I I guess that's a pretty small percentage. It's still about. Well, it's a significant number. Are there really 35 people? They can't be Oilers fans if they filled this out. I think they're trolls. Anyway, you can text 63630. Very interesting stuff. The draft lottery will be on April 30th. We will find out where the Edmonton Oilers are uh, are going to pick. They have a 13.5% chance of picking first in the draft lottery. All right. Regan Bartell is going to join us later on in the show. Last night, about 22, 21 hours ago, he was doing this. Can't get a shot away. Sitting free, the right done now. Turkoff, score! They did it! The Rockets have won! The Rockets have won! Can you believe it? It's Kelvin Turkoff! Kelvin Turkoff! Kelvin Turkoff has scored! The Empire strikes back! The Kelowna Rockets! I think it was Calvin Turkoff that got the goal. We'll try to clarify that when he's actually on with us. But what an incredible game. Victoria's up 2-1 with a second left. And Kelowna ties it with .2 of a tick left on the clock to get the victory. Other news and notes today to tell you about. The Calgary Next Project, that's that big proposal where they want to build a new arena for the Flames attached to a football stadium and a field house. The Stampeders would use it. The projected price tag ballooning up to $1.8 billion. The original price tag was $890 million. Uh, A city report says that this is not feasible. So we'll see where they go from there. Uh, Another CFL note, Tyron Brackenridge, age of 31. Safety had been playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He was uh, cut by them in the offseason after Chris Jones took over. He has decided to retire. We will stick with the football theme when we get back. This is going to be fun.
Well, they're already. You guys got great cup rings. You don't have them yet. Nope. Show me. Yeah. Not yet. All right. DeAnthony Batiste and Tony Washington are in studio. We'll talk about their season, about the season ahead, what they've been uh, doing for training, why they have decided to stay in Edmonton over the off season. All that fun stuff when we get back after the seven o'clock news inside sports on six thirty. Chad. This is a Darius Bowman from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on six thirty. Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 6.48. Remember, coming up after 7, two members of the Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos, DeAnthony Batiste and Tony Washington, will be in studio. Panthers and Islanders now through the first period. No score. Flyers still up 2-0 on the Caps. Michael Neuverth, by the way, in goal tonight, not Mason for the Flyers. That's late in the second period. Blue Jays down 3-2 to the Orioles. That's in the top of the sixth. All right, Sharon is on the line. Sharon, thanks for calling. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of baseball, um, do you know any reason why baseball fields can be any, you know, any dimensions they want to be? Yeah, well, baseball, uh, the, o- the only dimensions that they have set out as... Uh, <laughs> is this in the infield? Is, is, is the infield, the length of the walls and the length down the foul line. I think there's a minimum distance it, it has to be. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd ha- I'd have to look that up, Sharon. You kind of caught me off surpri- by surprise with that question. Well, it's bu- been bugging me for you know for a while because you know I I follow follow the Blue Jays and they go to various stadiums and so on, and you know it just doesn't seem to be any consistencies with distance between foul lines and bleachers and you know all those sorts of things. And why does Boston have you know the great Big green monster, etc. You know. It's, it's yeah, well, that's 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 part of the the quirks of baseball that they like having each park uh, unique. Sharon, thanks a lot for calling. I appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Michael on the line as well. Hello, Michael. Hey, how's it going, Reed? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, so with some of the guys talking about, you know, oh, you, you got to have a thicker skin. You got to. It's too politically correct. I, I think they're looking more at adult hockey fans, and I think. Whether you're talking about guys like you and me who might have played minor hockey or played beer league or something, or whether you're talking about uh, uh, Crosby or Gretzky or McDavid, everybody that loves hockey or played hockey, they got the love of it from watching their heroes as a little kid. And I think, yeah, okay, adults, that's one thing, whatever. We can make sense of whether this guy meant it, what the word means, whether it was passion, whatever. But what about the kid out there watching the game last night uh, who... Andrew Shaw is his absolute hero. It's his biggest hockey idol. And not even just the slur, the slur for sure, but also the I, I, I thought I saw him throwing a bit of a temper tantrum surrounding all of that. Yes, he did. Game. Yeah. He took a bad penalty that you could argue the penalty may have possibly cost their team the game. And I just think kids watching it, you got to remember that they're, the, the next great, the next Crosby or Gretzky is a kid watching these guys play right now and soaking it all in and learning to love the game by watching it. So that's that's the angle I kind of come at it from. Yeah, well, and and, and like I said, um, I mean, like like I said, they're, they're, the 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 rule is the rule, right? And the NHL has said don't use that word, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that that's that's ultimately his employer. So yeah, and right. you know there are reasons that. We're trying to teach people not to use that word, so he broke the rule. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Reed. Okay, Michael, thanks a lot for calling. 780-496-0063.
All right. Uh, before we uh, bring in these Eskimos guys, I want to touch on some stuff. It's it's interesting seeing the stuff that was in the Edmonton Journal today. Just to go back to some other hockey stuff, uh, the Edmonton Journal published their "You Be the Boss" survey results, which. Uh, you know, it's interesting when, when the newspaper does something interactive like that because cause I do it every night, so I'm always hearing your opinion and after every Oilers game, all that kind of stuff. So some of their questions was, can Nail Yakupov be salvaged as a top six forward on the Oilers? 72% no, 28% yes. Who should be the Oilers' next captain? Connor McDavid, 65% of the respondents said yes. Do the Oilers need to trade one of their core forwards to acquire other players they need? If so, who? The number one answer was yes, trade more than one of them in a package at 36%. Should Connor McDavid win the Calder Trophy as NHL Rookie of the Year? 72% yes, he won't. Panarin's going to win it, I think. Dan Barnes wrote a piece about it, and he said there were uh, 35 respondents out of 6,210 who were in favor of the Oilers trading Connor McDavid. Dan Barnes' first sentence, to the 35 respondents who cast you be the boss votes in favor of letting Oilers center Connor McDavid go, I say bravo. It had to be a mistake filling out the form, didn't it? It had to be a mistake filling out the form. I can't, I can't. Uh, I can't, well, 35 out of 62.10, I, I, I guess that's a pretty small percentage. It's still about, well, it's a significant number. Are there really 35 people? They can't be Oilers fans if they filled this out. I think they're trolls. Anyway, you can text 63630. Uh, very interesting stuff. The draft lottery will be on April 30th. We will find out where the Edmonton Oilers are uh, are going to pick. They have a 13.5% chance of picking first in the draft lottery. All right, Regan Bartell is going to join us later on in the show. Last night, about 22, 21 hours ago, he was doing this. Can get a shot away. Sitting free, the right done now. Turkoff, score! They did it! The Rockets have won! The Rockets have won! Can you believe it? I think it was Calvin Turkoff that got the goal. We'll try to clarify that when he's actually on with us. But what an incredible game. Victoria's up 2-1 with a second left. And Kelowna ties it with .2 of a tick left on the clock to get the victory. Other news and notes today to tell you about. The Calgary Next Project, that's that big proposal where they want to build a new arena for the Flames attached to a football stadium and a field house. The Stampeders would use it. The projected price tag ballooning up to $1.8 billion. The original price tag was $890 million. Uh, A city report says that this is not feasible. So we'll see where they go from there. Uh, Another CFL note, Tyron Brackenridge, age of 31, safety, had been playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He was uh, cut by them in the offseason after Chris Jones took over. He has decided to retire. We will stick with the football theme when we get back. This is going to be fun.
Well, they're already. You guys got great cup rings. You don't have them yet. Nope. Show me. Yeah. Not yet. All right. De'Anthony Batiste and Tony Washington are in studio. We'll talk about their season, about the season ahead, what they've been uh, doing for training, why they have decided to stay in Edmonton over the off season. All that fun stuff when we get back after the seven o'clock news. Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad. Six thirty. Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on six thirty. Chad.